Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Were you successful from day one or are you working at it, trying to get there? Our guest today has had a journey of his own from ex-addict to successful CEO. Known as the daily performance expert, Doug Fleener is a CEO, business advisor, keynote speaker, and coach. His extensive experience and journey of over 30 years in recovery and business give him a unique perspective with proven expertise and fast, high ROI results. He's the author of the book, The Day Makes a Year, Makes a Life, Transform Your Work and Life with One Day Success. Doug is here to teach us how to live in the present, take responsibility for what takes place in your job search, learn from those setbacks, maintain discipline, and focus on growing three things a day. Doug has had an extraordinary journey, and so can you. Part of that starts from learning what worked for Doug. Doug, welcome to the job interview experience. Thank you, Matthew. You have impactful action items for us today that I can't wait to get to. But before we do, will you share your story with us and then what you do today? If I go all the way to high school, I was, uh, I had very high ambitions. I was voted, uh, I was really excited to be voted wittiest of my senior class and probably would have also been uh, nominated for less likely to succeed. I did not really work hard at things. Anyway, I went to college, then I dropped out because I was trying to work full-time, party full-time, and go to school full-time, so something had to give. I ended up in South Florida where I was in the boat business, living my Jimmy Buffett song. And I ended up owning a marine supply store with my father. And then my cocaine habit and drinking just took over and I ended up bankrupting that family business. And it's one thing to hit bottom. It's another one to drag your entire family down to do that. And one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about this is because I hit that moment where I had to go back into the job market. I was in my late twenties and, and I had to go back to interview and I'd owned my own business. And, but I was able to get that job and, and continue to move forward. And after that, I had some good breaks. I worked awful hard. I ended up being working for the Sharper Image, 
And then I went to work at Bose Corporation, where I became director of retail. And I took them from one store to uh, 100 stores, organization with over 1,000 people. And we had to interview and hire all those people. And we did it around the country. And the saying is, uh, then eventually I left there and went on to a speaking and consulting, traveled the world. And today I work with business owners and other people who are looking for personal and business success. And, and the most important thing really out of all this is that I became all those things and I had all those success. And I was an addict who hit bottom. And so no matter where you're at in your bottom, whether hopefully you don't have the alcohol and drugs, of course, but sometimes when things get a little bit tough, know that all of us have probably been there one time or another. Looking back at your career, especially early on, how did taking a job that you didn't want help launch your career? Oh, that's a great question. And I, and I think that one of the things that I learned in recovery, and it's a key part of the book, is living in the moment. And I did not want to go get a real job. I'd been self-employed, and but it was also somewhat my downfall. And But I went and interviewed with a guy by the name of Keith Raymond. And Keith just seemed like he would be a great guy to work for. And, but I was really struggling with this idea that I was gonna, yeah, that I was gonna have to work in a mall. And to me, that was just like the worst thing ever. Interesting enough, it became the best thing ever because I became known as a retail expert. All this started with that one job that I didn't want. And I think the thing is just know that where you start is not where you're gonna finish. It's a place in a moment. You maximize that moment. And then there's so many more paths that come to and happen that you're not even aware of. Would you say living in the present is a choice that you make or is that more of a realization that people just stumble upon? I think it's something that it takes some work to do. My book, The Day Makes a Year Makes a Life, it's based on what I learned in recovery and how I was able to apply it to business. And the very first thing you learn in recovery is that you got to live in the day. Look, I was full of so much regret that I bankrupted a family business and I could have lived in a lot of regret and I needed to kind of stay in the moment and do the right next thing. And that right next thing was go get a job, was to make amends for everything I had done. And so it was something that I had to learn how to do. But one of the things I came to see through the years is that Everything that happens to you happens in a day, right? Whatever you want in the future, you, you want wealth, you want happiness, you want whatever it is, whatever you want, it's what you do in the day that's going to create that. But you also can't be tethered to the past. And I think when you're job hunting everything, sometimes you can get a little hard on yourself and wish you shoulda, woulda, coulda. And those really, you can learn from it, but you sure can't stay in it. I'm a fan of Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership book, at, at least that idea to a healthy mm. extent. What does it mean to take responsibility for what takes place during your job search? Look, I, I think the easiest way to say this is you can't change what you don't own. You can't change what you don't own. If the industry is conspiring against you, if you become a victim of anything. And look, when I was newly sober, and they told me something called a spiritual axiom that whenever there is something wrong, it's within me. And I thought, oh my God, you're asking me to become a doormat? And uh, it's bad enough, I've lost everything. 
And what I didn't, what I didn't know, but what I learned is that when I take responsibility for everything going on in my life, I have the power to make something happen. And to give you a quick example, look, if somebody rear ends me, if I didn't hit the brakes, it wasn't my fault, but I still need to take responsibility for getting the car fixed and what do I got to do in the next steps and not just remain a victim. That's very much the case, I think, when we're job seeking, especially in those moments when we're struggling, is it's easy to become, oh, geez, again, everybody's out to get me and just things aren't working out. But if you take responsibility for that, you can own it and you can change it. I think approaching the job market with that attitude mm. helps a lot because I, I think one of the biggest things that's impacting listeners right now is the economy and these companies, big and small, that have been doing mass layoffs. And of course, that just makes it that much harder to, to get a job when a company's downsizing instead of in growth mode, like they have been for maybe the last decade or so. But when you realize you can't change the economy, but you can, with the time you have, take a class or get a certification or learn about a new tool to stand out as a job seeker, or just take extra steps as a job seeker instead of mass sending your resume out, writing cover letters tailored to each employee, Absolutely. finding ways to align yourself with them. When you do that, I think it's very empowering. And the hard part of that is sticking with it, I think, because you can go the extra mile, but sometimes it's not just the extra mile. Sometimes it's the extra 100 miles or it's the extra mile, but it's the extra mile for six months. When you shift that, it, it is harder work, but I think it's also something to be prouder of at the end of the day, because that perseverance just builds you up more in the workplace and, and in your personal life to get through. Yeah, and it's easy to it's easy to get down when you send out 20 customized cover letter and you get 20 rejections. You just never know when the 21st is going to be the one. And I have a little kind of mantra that I live by, and I'm either moving towards success or away from success at any given moment. And if I'm doing custom cover letters, I'm moving towards achieving what I want to achieve. If I give up and I go back to just doing regular cover letters, then I am not moving closer to that success. I love that. And you just know it instinctually. You know the effort you're putting in is going to have parallel results. Things don't always go right for job seekers. Like you just said, how do you learn from those setbacks? We just talked about perseverance, which is good, but also how do you get smarter in the process? I have a kind of a little simple thing I like to do is, is to debrief anything. And so if I come out of a job interview or if I think about a whole process for a company and I didn't get it, I like to look and say, what are the two things I did really well in this process? And then what is one thing I could have done better? And if you hear that, I'm not saying you did it wrong, but rather what could you do better? Each no does get you closer to a yes. It, no's don't feel good. We know that. I, I learned that asking a girl out in high school. I got all brave and then uh, it didn't happen. She said, no thanks. But you know, those no's, can't, they hurt sometimes. But if you take it and say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recognize what I did well. I'm gonna recognize what I could have done better. And then the very last part of that is, what am I going to do different as a result? And so as long as you're living your life forward and each opportunity becomes a better opportunity, then you will be successful. I'll just add to this. You mentioned asking someone on a date and that person saying no. And Doug, you might not know this, but I compare dating to job oh. interviews on the podcast every once in a while. I don't know if my listeners hate me for it or 
appreciate it. But you know, I've been, I was thinking about this earlier and we're talking about all those cover letters. And something to keep in mind for job seekers is when you send in all those cover letters, especially personalized ones, and the employers say no, or they just don't respond, you should be glad because they didn't mm. connect with you. They didn't like who you were. And when you look back to maybe that girl who said no, she didn't like who you were. So if she would have said yes and just gone along with it, it probably wouldn't have been a good relationship. And I think the same is true for employers. There's other factors. They might not see your cover letter. The recruiter that sees it might make a mistake and ignore it. But the companies that do read that and do say yes to even interviewing you or getting to know you, there is a connection there that's different than the ones who, if they read your cover letter and they think it's dorky or dumb or your ideas are wrong and they interview you anyway, if they were to hire, you're going in with that perspective mm. from them already in place. When you write that cover letter and they go, I really like what this person is saying, that kind of matches our energy or our ideas or the motivations they have align with ours. Those 20 rejections that you get are actually not so much rejections as just you moving on from what might not have worked mm. in a long time anyway, or it might have worked and been miserable. If you look back at people that you might have thought you were in love with, and you see how things turned out today, you know that it wouldn't have been the right fit. Absolutely. I know we were talking earlier and just talking about your toddler and when kids are young, they have a tendency to say food, certain things are yucky. And so we used to tell our daughters, don't yuck someone else's yum. And I think that when you do something unique in a cover letter or something different in an interview, just because it was one person's yuck doesn't mean it won't be another person's yum. And so just know that be true to yourself whenever you're doing those things and you'll find the right person who appreciates that. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I couldn't agree more. I've never talked about daily routines on the podcast, and it seems especially helpful for job seekers where it can kind of be, oh, I have a free 15 minutes. I'll apply for jobs a couple of days a week. What does that look like versus building a daily routine based on career progression? Yeah, great question. If, if you want to go on a trip, you don't just jump in the car or rarely do you and just start driving, right? You got to know, are you going east or going west? Where do you want to go? How do you want to get there? And so I believe the day is like that. So I think the first 15, 20 minutes of your day, 30 minutes, if you can just spend a few minutes in reflecting in that start of that day, it's powerful. And I journal every morning and I've done it off and on for years. There's a great, if you're on a map called the Day One app, it's a terrific free app, got a terrific journaling. And I just like to write out who do I want to be this day? 
and what do I want to achieve? And I'm not going to task yet, right? Because who do I want to be? It's powerful when you stop and tell yourself, look, you know what? I'm going to be a successful job seeker today. And right, it, it starts with mindset and mindset then become actions. But I think the worst thing you can ever do is just wake up in the morning and open your email. And look, and majority of us do it, and I've done it many times. But it, it's understanding that you get into that morning routine and then plan it. And, and the other thing I'd recommend is that if the really time block what you the most important priorities that you have in the day. Yeah, I was at a conference last weekend, and I appreciate where someone said, if you had someone you had been dying to meet, you'd put it on your, and you got an hour with them, you'd put it on your calendar, right? You'd go maybe early. You do all these things to spend that hour with you. And my gosh, if you aren't worth that, if you would do that for someone else, you deserve that just as much. And so I think time blocking, just say, look, nine to 10, I'm turning the, the notifications off on the phone and the computer, and I'm sending out my three resumes, or I'm gonna do 20 minutes of job really seeking on the, on the sites. But really, I talk about intentional actions create intentional results. To-dos do not create results. Intentional actions create results. Doug, you've hired mm. a lot of people. Looking back at your career, what are some things that stood out from you from the people that you interviewed and they did a great job and you hired them? And then maybe along with that, that were long-term successes. So I guess it's mm. a two-part question. What stood out with you in interviews and then what carried over to people who were able to have success working? Yeah, and I've probably... I used to go around the country and do these job fairs. And so I've, I've had to have hired at least 400 people in my life, if not more, and probably even more. And the company I just ran recently, we grew during the pandemic. So I did a, I doubled the size of the staff within a few months. And what I look for in interviews is I look for just people who are authentic, who are themselves. And yeah, you know, it, it's, we used to go around and open these stores and one of the questions, the people would always tell us is, I'm a people person. But you're in retail. Of course, you're a people person. If you were going to work in a veterinarian, you'd be a dog person or something. But I like people who are just so authentic. And I'm a little different. I hire on the spot a lot. Because once I know I like you and you have some of the qualifications, or I think you at least have the drive, I'm, I make offers and then I'll do your background check and what have you. But I'm really big on who do we connect with? One of the things, let me just throw this out there. Never forget that in every business decision, it's a personal, it's a person driving, making that decision. And so their own biases and their own connections come into it. They don't, there's someone behind every one of those decisions. So just be yourself. And I'm trying to think of some of the people that, that I've hired. And I think... I've always appreciated most the people who didn't come in and be real arrogant and tell me everything they've done, but come in and say, really learn is what we do and what makes people successful in our organizations and then, co then connect it. And I think the people I've did the most is probably on paper never should have been hired, but because they could translate in the interview, what they've done to what we do. That's also a result of interviewing with a good person at a good company because not everyone has the ability to see potential in people. 
sometimes potential that those people don't even see in themselves, but also, like you said, connect those dots or allow them to connect the dots for you. And like we said earlier, when you get that experience, that's a good mm. place to work. And sometimes for the employee or the job candidate, there's a little more risk there. It might be a smaller business that's taking the time to get to know you, but maybe the salary is not as high, or maybe the future of the company is not as certain. And maybe it is. But those people who take the time to do that for you, I always hope job seekers appreciate mm. that and reci reciprocate that, not just in the way that they, they give of themselves during the interview, but also once they're hired, there's some things to prove there. There's the appreciation of someone who took a chance on them. So then giving it your all. And I think that, that happens a lot, but it's something to keep in mind when interviewing that the companies that spend the time on you, make sure you give back, whether it be following up, sharing ideas, or just giving it your all during your interview in, instead of thinking of it as another one of three interviews you have that week, right. month. Doug, how has your book, The Day Makes a Year, impacted readers' lives? What's been interesting in the book, I kind of wrote it more from a business aspect. I don't like this work-life balance, right? I'm a person, whether I'm in work or whether I'm at the office at home or whatever. So I like to talk about work-life harmony. And, and I think what's been surprising about the book is how some people who read it because they knew me, who are retired and advanced in age, how much they got out of the book. And interesting enough is I think that what they took out of it is that really, again, it's this mindset of just taking the day, whatever happens, and taking, again, responsibilities. I try to keep things extremely simple. And the one thing that a lot of people have taken away is I have a pop-up that pops up in my phone that reminds me to do five good things a day. Now, you'd like to think I would need a reminder maybe, but it works for me and it's worked for a lot of people that what you put out there is what you get back. But again, I think that what people are really taking away, it's what we do. It's not what we think. It's not what we intend. It's what we do. And just connecting it back to how this whole thing started is, I didn't know how to get through the day without doing drugs. I didn't know how to get through the day without drinking. I did not, I did not know how not to steal. Okay. And so... I had to learn how to be a good person and all I could do is learn what I could do in the day. And I, and I think that's what a lot of people are taking away is it's the actions that we take that really creates our happiness, that it's really, it's what creates our success. What are a couple key subjects of your book that you think will benefit listeners the most? Well, there's uh, so there's six principles in there and really get down to three are kind of mindset, three are very action. But the one that I think a lot of people look at is probably really simple, but it really can make a big difference. And it's the principle of improve three things a day. There's a number of people who talk out there in books and what have you about improving 1% a day. And I appreciate that, but I don't know if I'm 1% or 2% or a half a percent. I need concrete things. And so every day, all I try to do is advance and improve something in my business and in my personal life three times a day. And when you do that, you make 1,095 or more improvements in a year. That's huge. Imagine if every time you sent out a cover letter and a resume that you just made sure to make one improvement. I didn't say change, right? Improvement. 
And that's how you get better and you're better and you're better. And it's really a simple concept, but again, I can't do the percentage. I have to do the physical free things. The other thing I would just talk about in the book is I am really big on simplification. Life isn't really this complicated. We're just complicated you know, as humans. I like to just try to distill down to everything into just like really one or two things that matter. I call it relentless simplicity. And so when I'm looking at, if I'm struggling right now, and maybe I'm just not getting the responses I want, you could probably come up with 50 reasons that things aren't going as you want. But what are the one or two that probably have the most impact that I can take responsibility and change? I love that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that Awesome. Today. How can listeners connect with you to learn more? My website is dougfleener.com. I post a weekly blog and it's really focused on things that we can do in the day and how we can create more personal and business success. My book, The Day Makes the Year Makes the Life, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also on my website for volume purchases. Before we close, can you share your final thoughts of encouragement or wisdom for our listeners? Yeah, and I'm going to bring it back to, to recovery. I've been clean and sober for almost 37 years, and I've seen people just completely change their lives. And also I've seen people die. I've been to a number of funerals. And the difference between the people is, and this is very applicable in job search and everything we do, is just don't quit. No matter what, just don't quit. If you just move something forward, six inches, you're still going forward. I got lucky when I got clean and sober that I had guys around me who didn't allow me to just sit and wallow. They really wanted me to be successful. You got to move forward. And, and I think if anything, if you don't have, and this is a big one for me, you, everyone needs someone in their corner. And I think it's not just somebody who's giving you pats on the back, but probably the most important thing we need when we're job search is accountability. And I recommend that everybody have an accountability coach. And I've done that for a number of my friends. At the end of the day, they have to text me, what two places did they send a resume to? And sometimes it's easier to let ourselves down, or it is easier to let ourselves down than let another person down. So if you don't have an accountability coach, get one today. Just ask somebody, hey, will you hold me accountable? Doug, thanks so much for sharing your story and insight with us. Really appreciate having you here in the job interview experience. Thank you, Matthew. It was great to be here. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability 
without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.